Hey, y'all. I'm CJ Peterson. Welcome to Book World, The Great Escape. I'm here with my co-host, author Michael Scott Clifton. Uh, right now we have the author Eric Staples below us. We're hoping Dilla is going to be able to join us. Hopefully he can jump in in a little bit. Uh, if not, we at least have half of the team with us. Um, so, Mike, how was your weekend? It was great. Um, Monday night, we, uh, Melly and I and uh, my daughter's son-in-law uh, son -in -law and grandson were in Arlington at the Arlington Sheraton. My son-in-law was winning a Texas Girls Coaches Association Award for nice. Sportscaster of the Year. Sports Writers of the Year. And uh, we were able to attend. It was awesome. And uh, and it was well-deserved. He's a, he's a great sports writer, and we we're so proud of him. And uh, this Friday, we were talking earlier before the show started, I'll be at the Longview Comic Con, which will be at the Mod Cobb Center. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be only a one-day con. It'll only be on Saturday, and it will run from 10 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Mm -hmm. and, um, and hopefully, if you live in the uh, East Texas area, it'd be a great con to go, on, go to. VXV always has great celebrity guests and great cons. Uh, we try to, I try to go to as many of those as I can. Mm -hmm. And it is a local event as far as I'm concerned, because it's one of the very, besides the Tyler comic con, it's really the only one that's within close driving range of Mount Pleasant where we live. So we're looking very looking forward to it. And then next Saturday, I will be at the Greenville Author Fest with a host of other authors. Um, lots of author friends will be there. And that will be at the, um, I'm not sure the name of the library, but it's the Greenville Public Library. Mm -hmm. And I'll also be on a panel uh, with some other authors talking about suspense and mystery, which is, you know, even though I write fantasy and science fiction, Suspense and mystery are elements that are usually part of a good story. So I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Um, Eric, can you let Dylan know that his video is not on? And as soon as it is, I will pop him in. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I went to the Longview Comic Con uh, when it was the first there. The first year mm -hmm. there it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a little bit slower toward the end. So it was nice because the guests were just walking around freely. So it was kind of cool. We got to meet him and it was pretty neat. It was a very friendly place to go and I really enjoyed it. Had a panel or two on that one. Um, got to see the A-Team van. That was pretty cool. I'm kind of a little geeky on that, but that's okay. Um, next week, we are not going to have Book World, The Great Escape because I will be speaking at his writers conference in Montrose, Pennsylvania, the Montrose Christian Writers Conference. So I'm super excited for that, but it's an all week thing. So I will not be near enough to do a podcast. However, we will be back on the 26th, where we're going to be talking to write or not rewrite. That's the question. I'm going to go ahead and bring Dylan in. Dylan, can you hear us? Dylan, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Awesome. Your video is not on. Um, I'm trying to work on it right now. Okay, awesome. Well, in the meantime, Eric and Dylan, welcome. You, you brothers who write sci-fi. I'm kind of curious because I have a sister who's also an author. I don't know that I could write a story with her. How does that work, first of all? Uh, step one, you keep your ego in check. Um, 
it's it's a it's a very collaborative process. Um, I and we have very different writing styles, and they they complement each other. Um, Dylan is very analytical, and he has a great eye for detail. Um, I am a little more uh, stream of consciousness. I'll kind of word vomit all over a page and crank out you know, a chapter a day. And then he goes back and goes, no, 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 no. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't track. This doesn't add up. Um, so we're really good at keeping each other in check when it comes to, uh, when it comes to um, making sure that a story is cohesive as well as entertaining. Gotcha. Um, so what made you guys choose sci-fi in particular? I don't know that uh, it was... I don't know the choice is the right word. We just had an idea for a story. Mm -hmm. And as the story kind of got fleshed out, it just happened to be sci-fi. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And what makes it sci-fi? What are the elements that does that? Oh, there he is. Hi. <laughs> hey, so what, make, what are the elements that make it sci-fi? Like, can you give us just the basic without giving away too much of the story? Sure. Um, it's kind of set. It's a modern setting. It's set uh, like post-World War Three. Um, the world is a lot of people write dystopian. It's a little more of a utopian society. The world is kind of perfect, but it's being maintained by this element of very sophisticated technological weaponry and very, very dangerous people who have access to, um, I'm trying not to, trying not to give too much away. I want it to be, um, Technology has become a tool of oppression. Gotcha. Got it. So you said you're working on book two. Any ideas on when that one's going to come out? What are we at? 50,000 words on it? The first manuscript, Dylan? Say again? What are we at? 50,000 words on the first manuscript? Uh, something like that. We're pretty close to that. Okay, so... Uh, 80, 80k is kind of our mark that we're looking that we're looking to hit. So um, book two is at fifty thousand words. We're hoping that by at the latest February of next year, um, we'll have that book out, edited, ready to go, with you know, totally finished. We're hoping to be done with the manuscript by uh, October or November. Okay. So is it a series or is it a trilogy or what is it? We're not sure. We're just going to let it do what it does until it's done. A little pantser. Okay, like it, like it, like yeah. it. So what so made we'll, you guys... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to follow up that question you asked originally, CJ, about uh, the tag teaming y'all do as, as uh, authors, because I've known a few other um, uh, authors who have collaborated uh, on, um, you know, on books. In fact... Um, I think uh, this is years ago, spoke, uh, trio of authors who produce books that worked together collaboratively and spoke to the Northeast Texas Writers Organization at a meeting. So I'm a little, fasc I'm, I'm, I'm a little fascinated about how that process works with y'all. For you, you said, Eric, that you do a bunch of writing and you just let it fly, I think is what you were saying. And then, Dylan, you like maybe tap the brakes and say, Hey, maybe this word doesn't work so good. I mean, how does how exactly do y'all sort that out? Uh, 
I'd have to say that for the two of us, uh, it is sort of counter opposites whenever we write together, where Eric definitely puts out more volume of work than myself. And whenever I sit down, I typically have everything figured out beforehand. I try and make sure that it all makes sense and lines up together. Um, and so I think for us, it works out really well, because if it were left up to me, it'd be months in between writing so Eric keeps the ball moving forward, and then sometimes I just have to come in and redirect the path or uh, knock out a large portion of it ourselves. But either way, it works out really well for us. So you know, it sounds like, like I was gonna say it sounds like Eric's the pantser and yes, Dylan's the planner. The planner, yeah, yeah, God. that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> that's what he's describing. Like, wow, that, <laughs> that is that is a little odd. I mean, usually that's like oil and water. Uh, you wouldn't you think, CJ? I mean, I, right, usually <laughs> one gives the other hives, whichever yeah. one is when it goes to writing. Because my sister's the planner and I'm the pantser, and I'm like, just write the thing. And she, she's just like, nope, she's got like the butcher board or she's got it all written out by pencil. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 just get the thing in the computer and then deal with it. Yeah, I think it works out for us, uh, mostly because we just come at it with an, a really big approach of just having respect for each other in that department where he knows whenever I come back and I, some of the notes that I'll leave for him are not kind words. Uh, <laughs> so he knows that even though it doesn't come across as super gentle, it's all coming from a place of, no, I just want this to sound right and to make sense. Right. And in the same method where, uh, you know, he'll write and he'll have a whole bunch of volume of stuff or he'll tell me like, Hey man, you need to, you need to go ahead and spearhead this portion or you need to take this. You need to do that. I know that he's not trying to be pushy. He's just trying to keep me from doing what I would normally do, which is sit down, try and get it all figured out and then not write for huge swaths of time. So I think it's a balance of one respecting each other and two having sort of Eric's dedication towards just making sure that you keep pushing forward and you keep working on it. So did y'all plan, plan on working together? I mean, did it just happen that way or did one of you start and the other one sort of leap in and it just sort of went from there or, or what? So I, the original idea was mine and uh, I kind of, I was working and writing and working and writing and felt like I needed a beta reader um, somebody to go over my work and go, hey, like, just tell me if this sucks. Am I wasting my time? Because it's really hard. And if I'm bad at it, I'll just quit. Um, so I. Wait, so I, you trusted your brother with that? I did. Yeah, I did. Because I, I knew I knew he would be. I knew he loved me enough to tell me if I'd done something well. And he respected me enough not to let me make a fool out of myself. Um, so I, I brought him in as kind of my beta reader and instead of just going, that's good or, oh, that's bad. He was like, Hey, I love your concept. Um, but do you think maybe this could look different or this could be better? Um, and that's how it started. And then eventually it got where I would just call him and go, Hey, I have like three pages with these characters that need to be fleshed out. And I don't know what they're supposed to be doing and he'll go well let me think about it you move on to the next thing and uh it ended up he would write a big swath of something and email it to me and i would incorporate it and check it and then basically going back and forth doing the same thing for each other 
So the longer we've worked together, the more streamlined that process has become. Yeah. Um, up to a point where we can like halfway storyboard out something. We'll have like a chapter in a paragraph or a paragraph that goes, okay, the next chapter contains these things. Mm -hmm. And I can hammer out that chapter and he can take his time and plan what he wants to write. So mm -hmm. we're, we, we try to play to both of our strengths. Uh, and sometimes it's him doing 80% of the work and me just going behind him going, dur, dur. and other times it's me doing 80% of the work and him keeping up with me. So it just trades off. So the sci-fi geek in me has to ask, are you guys sci-fi geeks? Uh, as much as I'm a geek for anything, I love fiction. I, I love high fantasy. Um, I like Tolkien. I love Sanderson. Um, but by that same metric, I also like guys like Larry Correa, who just writes dude bro gun action <laughs> um, sort so of stuff. combining them together in all this or? There's we've we've had people say that our some of our sci-fi elements do come across a little magically. Uh, there are there are psychics in the book. Um, it's a it's a big provenient element, but even psychic abilities we have explained scientifically. So a lot of people people who are primarily fans of fantasy have enjoyed our books. Wow. Um, because it has this sort of supernatural element to it. Mm -hmm. So do you try to, do you try to, because uh, we've had other people on that, that have written science fiction. Do you try to, uh, how do I say this? Do you try to parallel actual science in way, in, even though you're writing a work of fiction, it's like this <laughs> may not be exactly science fact, but it could be, you know, it, it, it's not too far out of the range of that, in other words. So I think Eric's initial concept for the Leash Protocol was science fiction, but he didn't really care how the science worked. And I think my prompting of just, hey, how does this function? Like, how do, how do the powers work? How does, you know, this, that, or the other? We definitely lean more towards, we want it to be as believable as possible. Um, so, you know, how would the psychic abilities work and then how does that tie into the rest of the world because from my perspective at least and i'm pretty sure eric's on the same page that the making sure that things make sense whether it's something like how do psychics powers works versus you know a political conflict or whatever the case may be that the way that details like that that you may never have to write about because they're never relevant to the story itself, how much they affect the story by just being present in the world that you're in. And so that's one of the reasons why we try to keep things as close to realism with, you know, some science fiction sprinkled in as possible. Mm -hmm. Well, I just put up there the leash protocol. Um, so you were saying basically that the the sci-fi elements, the kind of AI, if you will, or the technical whatever you're using are the ones that are controlling the world and keeping it into the utopia that has been formed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, what made you come up with that idea? Because that sounds, that's a unique twist. Usually it turns it into a dystopian versus utopian. 
We, I actually started with a short story. Um, and the short story was about a therapist in his office and a man came in complaining of hearing voices and a uh, really long story short, as their conversation was going on, the man kept saying, I'm hearing voices. In fact, I hear yours. Uh, and the therapist probed further and found out that no, the guy was reading his mind. And as you would do, if you found out that somebody could read your every thought, he immediately calls in the orderlies and has the man taken out and says, no, he's insane. Lock him up. Take him away. Take him away from society um, because he knows too much, which is unfortunately how a lot of uh, how, how that would probably go down. Um, so that was kind of the, the start premise that the world has to be maintained with this iron fist uh, control. Control absolutely matters, um, which is why the process of leashing began to occur. Uh, psychics all have to be leashed. And what that means you'll have to find out. You've got to buy the book. Um, but all psychics must be leashed at all times um, to maintain the peace of the world. Uh, Mommy says this is intriguing. And she'd like to know, is it kind of like 1984? Uh, it, 1984 had a lot of, it really focused on the world. Um, this is a, a very character-driven story. It, it hits several perspectives. Um, so I, I don't know that they are, they're not similar in style at all. Um, but they may be similar in message that that you only have as much freedom as you are capable of defending it's i don't want to give away the your plot points or but it does sound like perhaps maybe one of the leashes uh slips out of control or is slips not, off the leash. yeah uh, You'll just have to buy the book to find out. You just have to read the book and find out, yeah. <laughs> very well, cool. it does sound very dystopian in, in that regard because it has a, that's a very dystopian element is control. Right. So uh, you have that. Uh, do you have any ideas for any other series or are you only focusing on? No. Oh. <laughs> right spoilers exactly um we like i said we both really like uh high fantasy we both like um sanderson and tolkien and uh um oh his name just flew out of my head the legend of drizzts um salvatore salvatore yeah right. uh so we are we are in the very very baby stages of uh conceptualizing a standalone high fantasy book just to say that we did it. Mm -hmm. um, but coming up with an entirely new world and magic systems and that's a whole, that's a whole nightmare. Well, I'm a multi-genre author. And so a lot of times I'll just write a genre just to challenge myself, you know, just kind of see what I can do with it. Most of mine have a sci-fi element to them. And so I, this last one, I challenged myself to not put sci-fi in and the sci-fi geek that I am about cringe the whole way through because I so wanted to put stuff in there. <laughs> but, you know, 
I just wondered if you were kind of thinking of venturing into other elements, just to kind of challenge and see what you can come up with. We are. We just have, um, I think we have a pretty clear vision of where our current story has to go. Um, and I think there's just a lot of, there's a lot of road left for us to travel sure. to make sure that we're telling that whole story the way that it needs to be told. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're just starting your journey, so it's not something right. I've heard of. So this CJ asked you earlier, is this a series or is it, is it going to be a, and you kind of indicated that Eric, you've, you've got, you know, you've got more, uh, more to the story that you started in the leash protocol ahead. So are we talking a couple books, three books, four books, or you got a kind of an idea in mind? Um, I until the story is told. What's up? Yeah, until the story is told. Um, I I am conservatively saying right now I have uh, five to six storyboards, um, basically. Book two is in its final stages. It's gonna it's going to be finished this year, mm-hmm. um, and then book three is ten thousand words deep. So we're we're working we're working fairly rapidly. Mm-hmm. It's. So are you guys indie authors or are you through a publishing company? What We uh, we did independently publish initially through a company called Tableau.io mm-hmm. that um, let us maintain all of our writer rights mm-hmm. uh, as we understand it, um, which still gave us the freedom to seek out an agent, which we did. And so we're currently looking um, at potentially working with some larger publishers, but the, the offer will have to be right. We really like having control. Yeah, no, that's that's something that a lot of authors, considering what you're writing, I would imagine giving up control would not be a good thing, considering the premise of your book. Right. Yeah. So if you, if somebody said, you know, one gold nugget piece of advice for somebody who wants to write sci-fi, what would you tell them? Uh, writing sci-fi? Um do your research. Uh, it's incredibly frustrating to read a story that has a bunch of military action and nobody consulted anybody to find out what that military action looks like. Um, they have a bunch of firearms in use, but they don't know which end of the gun shoots. Uh, even going so... Hanging all over them. Even going... Even going so far as to say, um, there are so many high fantasy stories that have like uh, swords clanging against each other repetitiously. I'm like, that's not how sword fighting works. You're, that's how you break swords. <laughs> um, so yeah, do your research. the The big golden nugget I can offer is is definitely make sure you have some concept of what it is you're talking about mm-hmm. uh, and you can do so with competence. Otherwise your story is going to ring hollow with anybody who's your have respect for your readers. Cause they're going to know if you're just trying to, you know, waffle your way through story. That's, that was a really roundabout way to say all that. Dylan, what about you? One piece of advice. Uh, 
I'd say consistency. Mm-hmm. For myself, again, if it's if it's to me, I'm not going to write as consistently as Eric will. Eric writes consistently, and that's his his big thing. Consistency in your story, making sure that everything lines up, even the way that people talk to each other, uh, or the way that their voice sounds, the way that other people perceive them. Mm-hmm. Being consistent in the way that you write your characters or your situations or your places or their reactions, responses. Um, the consistency of your character development and your world as a whole does so much for your story and keeps things nice and neat and together because things can become a jumbled mess if you're not paying attention. So I would say be consistent and just make sure that everything lines up the way that it needs to. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, what do you guys have coming up? Because I know we were talking to Eric beforehand. It, he alone has some things popping up here. I don't know if you're joining him for them, but what are, what are you guys have coming up? And unfortunately, Dylan and I are uh, across the country from each other. He's in Virginia. Oh. He's in Virginia, and I'm in Texas. Oh goodness, yeah, that's not going to work. So Dylan <laughs> has some things coming up that we're aware. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, there's a handful of uh, book signings and events that I'm trying to get scheduled right now. I unfortunately still have to work. Uh, that we're not we're not quite that famous yet. Maybe one day. Yeah. Uh, but because I still have to work, I travel a lot for my job, so I don't get to set up as many uh, opportunities to get out and sort of spread the word. Um, but I do get to go to a bunch of different places and do a more personable one-on-one sort of spread the word. So we've got people all along the East coast that have, uh, heard about the book and bought copies. And I've done signings at different offices and different places like that. Um, we even have a couple people on the West coast that I've worked with before that whenever they saw and heard that I had a book out that, or that we had a book out that they bought a copy. So, uh, I don't get to do as many events, but I do sort of the one-on-one, oh yeah, I'll tell you about it and we'll talk about it and I'll convince you to buy a copy. There you go. Eric, what about you? We know you got some things coming too. I have um, a meeting with the East Texas Writers Association uh, this week. Um, They've asked for a uh, lecture is not the right word but um, a piece on writing combat, armed and unarmed. So I'm going to be doing that. Uh, we're doing kind of another one of these, a, uh, a meeting where they want to know what it's like to have two collaborative authors. That one's in Arkansas, and I can't remember the name of the organization off the top of my head. Um, but that one's coming up in early September. Uh, and then we're looking into some Comic-Cons, and we're looking into some some arts festivals, things like that. Um, I'm pretty get- sure this would do great in Comic-Cons. We hope so. I think it would. I know mine do really well. Mike's do really well. So, And you can connect with a lot of authors that way, too. But usually anything sci-fi, fantasy does really, really well in Comic-Cons. So. Well, that's, that's what we're hoping for. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much for coming on. We know Dylan, you had to take up work to do so and get special permission, so we appreciate it. Uh, Eric, it was great to chat with you. Again, next week, we will not be having Book World The Great Escape because I will be at a speaking engagement in Pennsylvania all week, so not here. Um, but we'll be coming back on the 26th, same time, same same back she found us today, 1 o'clock Central Time. 
on Facebook and YouTube Live and also audio wherever it's at. And we'll be talking to rewrite or not rewrite. That is the question. So we'll catch you guys next time. Until then, have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.